I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Mauricio Roque. Uh, Mauricio is a professional real estate agent in Southern California and he has seven years of experience. Uh, he started his investing journey in 2019 and um, since then he's kind of been all over the U.S. looking for new opportunities. Um, I'd love to let you, Mauricio, tell people your story. First of all, thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me, uh, Jason. Really appreciate it as well. Yeah. So, well, if you would, maybe maybe kind of walk us through your background and uh, where it all started for you, and and we'll work our way back to kind of what's going on for you today. Yes, absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, I've been doing real estate for seven years. Uh, prior to real estate, I was uh, managing a bankruptcy department for a law firm. And before that, I did uh, work for a nonprofit. Uh, real estate is something that I've always wanted to do. It's, it's always been very intriguing. I always thought that real estate was a good path to some type of financial stability. And it's a great career. It's very rewarding. But at the same time, it's, it's very uh, time consuming. And uh, what I found was that I needed to work extremely long hours if I wanted to get a, a certain type of financial stability. And there was no end to it. I mean, I, in real estate, you just work and work until you either get very lucky or until you're like 60 or 70, you just can't work anymore. Yeah. And um, what happened was that a few years back, my wife and I, uh, she was working full-time as an engineer and it was a very stressful job, nine to five, and I'm showing homes from 5 to 9 p.m. and on weekends. So we weren't really spending too much time together. And we were also talking about starting a family. And we thought, well, we can't even spend time together now. How are we gonna, how, how can we possibly make it work? And that led us to start doing some research, trying to find some type of uh, financial uh, stability, trying to find some passive income. And after a lot of research, that led us to discover the what I call the incredible world of multifamily, which is what we're focusing on now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's remarkable how, you know, you, you can get caught up in that, that, you know, structure of just, okay, we got to work, 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 because this is what we want our lifestyle to be. But realizing that essentially all that work is taking away from you enjoying your lifestyle and so it sounds like that's kind of the point that you and your wife got to where it was hey we've got maybe we've got plenty of money now but we don't we don't really see each other we don't have any you know there's no uh benefit to all this work and and whatever money we're bringing home exactly and that, that, that's a excellent way to describe it i mean uh, we were doing okay, and if we wanted to do better, that meant that I basically had to be out all day and on weekends. I mean, some some weekends I would be out since 5 in the morning, come back at 7 or 8 p.m., the phone doesn't stop ringing. And there's a lot of things that we wanted to do. We wanted to go wine tasting. We wanted to go to the Napa Valley. We wanted to drive out there for years, and we never had the time to do it. 
And when the thought came, hey, you know, it's, it's about, it's time for us to start a family, I think it would be a, a, a great opportunity now, but we just don't have the time. How can we possibly make it work? We couldn't survive on one income. So that's what led us to, to start looking at, at other options. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a real estate agent, if you're not selling houses, you're not, you're not gonna make any money. I mean, that's, that's, that's the game, oh, yeah. right? you gotta you're, keep going. You're, you're toast, which is it's something that you don't really know until you experience it. There's been times, countless times where I handed the keys to a first time home buyer and it's been an incredible feeling, Jason. I mean, these people are going to, their whole legacy has changed because of work that you did. And it's a great feeling there. I remember one time I was driving on the 91 and sun was setting, I mean, it was perfect. And I got home, it was a great feeling. And the next day I'm unemployed. <laughs> so you had to start all over again. And that's what I wanted to avoid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's all about taking control of your own time and, and for financial situation, right? When you get into real estate investing. So, so how did you start? You know, you, you were, and I, I often think it's interesting with, you know, real estate agents, uh, any sort of broker, part of me always wants to say, well, why don't you just buy all the deals, right? You have firsthand <laughs> access to, you're going to be the first ones to see those deals. You're already chasing them. You know, you're, you're getting uh, those opportunities. That's oftentimes that's the struggle for a lot of real estate investors is actually finding the deals. So the, so the, the realtors and the brokers have, they have the deals. So what, you know, sort of what led you to actually kind of taking that, I guess, deal flow and then turning it into your own, you know, sort of real estate investing uh, pipeline? Yeah, it's, it's, some, it's interesting that you mentioned that because when you're a residential agent, they don't teach you that you can invest. They just teach you to sell, 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 and eventually you'll grow a team and you, you, they'll sell as well and you get a piece of the pie, et cetera, et cetera. And that's really what it is. They don't show you that there is a whole nother world out there uh, where you can uh, uh, look for more stability. And uh, when I was doing real estate, uh, there are several open houses that I had where you always have the one gentleman who walks in and he owns 12 homes and he bought them in 1983 for $85,000 and now they're, you know, whatever. And it's great, but that doesn't apply to me. So I always keep thinking that that's great, but that that's not me. There has to be a way for me to find some type of income or some type of passive income now without having to be uh, super rich. And uh, I've heard you mention it on, on, on previous episodes, Jason, uh, just like most people, we used to think, you know, I, we didn't even think about apartment buildings because you think you have to be ultra rich or, I mean, these people are extremely wealthy. So it, it, it was one of those uh, moments where you, you, you know you want something, you just don't know where it is. And to make a, a long story short, one of my buddies, uh, invited me to a conference. He said, I'm going to a conference in Texas. Actually, I invited myself and I, I saw the word investing and I told my wife and I said, I, I need to search. I need to find something and uh, ended up going to a multifamily convention. Okay. So when was that? When is that kind of, was that the start of your uh, investing journey? Yes, that was uh, March of 2019. And uh, the first day of that convention, when they explained the process and they explained syndication, uh, and when, when it finally hit that you could be part owner of something without all the liability, without having a loan under your name. I mean, it was, it was incredible. It blew my mind. I remember <laughs> during the lunch break, 
I got out and I called my wife and I told her, baby, I found, I found what we need to do. This is it. There, there's nothing else. It, it is, I know what we have to do and we'll talk more when I get home. So that was March, 2019. I've had that conversation with my wife. <laughs> Once you kind of figure out what's out there and what you can do with it, it is, it is pretty remarkable. It's, it's now it's just hard to not talk about it all the time. I'm sure you, exactly. you got to find other people that are doing it so they understand, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it is remarkable once you kind of figure out, um, really how it all works, uh, that, that it is accessible to anyone really, right. Accessible as a sponsor or general partner or accessible as a limited partner. I mean, it, it is literally possible for virtually anyone to own a portion of commercial real estate, whether that's multifamily or uh, office or, you know, um, industrial, yeah, any, any of the different yeah. mobile home parks, any asset class, whatever you want to, whatever you're interested in, literally anyone can be a part of it. And you can be a part of it at almost whatever level you want to be because it, it really is a team sport. So it's, it's a, it's pretty cool when you have that epiphany and <laughs> realize how <laughs> powerful it all is. So, all right. So you, you went to the conference, you called your wife, you told her, this is, this is what we need to do. This is, this is how we fix our lives. And then, and then what happened? Well, after that, I mean, we wanted to go to, uh, we, we did a lot more research. So there were some friends that went with me and uh, when we came back, I mean, everyone kind of did their own thing. I, I was still focused on, on, on multifamily. I, I knew that I needed to find a way. I found another conference that uh, had a, a coaching program and I really looked into it. And I, I told my wife, hey, if we're going to do this, we have to be fully committed. And I, I cannot risk dealing with other people's money unless I have someone looking over my shoulders. So we were planning to go to Hawaii that summer. And I told my wife, let's go next month. And uh, she kept telling me why next month is not going to be as hot. But I, my response was, if we don't go now, once we come back from that conference, once you see what's possible, we won't be able to go because we will not rest until we become apartment owners. Right. So we actually did go to Hawaii and uh, we enjoyed ourselves, came back, and we attended the conference in uh, uh, July of uh, 2019. And our goal was we will attend the conference, we will get a coach. In six months, we will uh, find a property, and after that, we can start a family. Now, what we didn't know, Jason, is that when we were at the conference at that time, we were actually already pregnant. We didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> we found out uh, three days after coming back that we were already expecting. Great, great. Well, congratulations. I know it's late now, but uh, congratulations on finding that. That's that's a lot of excitement, sort of, and life changing information happening all at the same time, right? You, oh yes. You figured out <laughs> apartment investing. You figured out syndication, and then you also found out you're going to have a child. So. Um, what did you do kind of with all of that information? Well, we made a, a decision at the time that I was going to focus mostly on multifamily and I decided to take a bull by the horn. So I, I flew to a market that I had identified. I flew by myself. I went and met with the uh, vice presidents of Marcus and Millie Chap, CBRE, CPI, all those big brokers. And I uh, started building a team meeting with brokers, uh, uh, property managers, lenders, et cetera, et cetera. I was going to the market at least once a, a month. I was submitting offers, doing everything that I needed to do because I was against the clock. You know, I, I, I couldn't, uh, my, whole, my goal was my daughter will be born. And uh, after that, after maternity leave, I don't want my wife to go back to work. 
So uh, um, after a few months, um, I was getting crushed in the market that I was working on. But uh, when I say crushes, I mean the ridiculously crushed, but like $400,000 outbid, like crazy, some, somewhere where I couldn't even compete. So after a few months, after about five months, we decided to change strategies and we started looking at a different market. And then, so what, uh, can I ask what, you know, sort of what market were, were you looking in? What did you decide to change to? I know, uh, you know, we, we met here in Southern California, so I know we're both, we're both around LA, but what's, uh, what's been your, you know, where, where did you go after deals? Yeah, well, at first I was looking in Phoenix, which is extremely competitive. And after about five months of looking in Phoenix, uh, I found some good opportunities in the Midwest, in Michigan in particular. And uh, um, what I did is uh, I, I, I connected with some good brokers, lenders, et cetera, et cetera. I flew out to Michigan. I put in an offer on March, 20, March 3rd of 2020, uh, a week before my daughter was born. And I flew out there so I could show the broker how serious I was. And I said, this, this has to show you how serious I am. My daughter is going to be born next week. Please tell the seller uh, that I'm flying out tomorrow. So long story short, by the time I got there, he had the LOI accepted. So we, we, uh, I got my offer accepted. Uh, our daughter was, a beautiful daughter was born. The world came crashing after that the following week, lockdown. Um, at the time, uh, tenants didn't want any inspectors coming in from one unit to the next. I mean, there was a lot of fear. Remember back in the, uh, March, April of last year, lending change. I mean, we, we did everything that we possibly could to save that deal, but uh, the seller suddenly was asking for an extra 100,000 deposit, non-refundable. Clearly the guy was in a lot of trouble and he wanted to somehow use us. So uh, uh, we ended up walking away from that deal. It was, it was tough to do it, but I mean, I, we tried to say we just couldn't do it at the time. Yeah, 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 that, the timing of that is uh, uh, unfortunate, of course. Um, I think everybody knows what happened in March of 2020. Um, and okay, so then what happened next? You have your beautiful newborn daughter and this deal falls through. Obviously you didn't give up. I know that. So what, what happened next? Yeah, I mean, at, at the time it was just one of those things where you had to just lick your wounds and, and, and just keep going. I mean, there's, there's it's not like I could just sit around the house and, and watch TV and depressed because I lost the deal, right? I mean, life keeps going, deals keep, keep coming. And, and now I have more people to provide for. So we started networking since we couldn't travel. That used to be key for me. Anytime I saw something, I would just jump on a plane, go out there, meet people in person. Now I couldn't do it. So what we did is we started networking, which is, as you know, is key in multifamily, especially in, in investing. Um, so we started networking. We found a partner who was in the market that we were looking at in Michigan. We got another offer accepted for a smaller property. That one didn't work out because the finances were not good. Um, the lenders couldn't finance it. So that was just that was easy to walk away from. Yeah. And we just kept working, kept working, and uh, kept calling, kept doing everything that we needed to do. And one day I got a text from a a seller directly that I had been talking to for like eight months. I put probably like eleven offers on his property. He's a very wealthy guy. And uh, I was driving back from LA from an appointment and I see his name. So I pulled over and he said, hey, uh, that deal that, that you like that fell uh, out of escrow, are you still interested? I said, absolutely. And uh, I came home, put all the paperwork together, called my, my, my friends, partners, 
and we ended up getting that one under contract, which is the one that we closed in uh, March of this year. Awesome, awesome. Well, great, congratulations on that. And that's in Michigan? Yes, that's in Michigan. Okay, all right. And then, um, so you get, that was March of 2021. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. yes, yeah, March of 2021. So basically two years since I decided to start this journey. Yeah, okay. Well, that's great. Per persistence, you know, <laughs> you didn't give up. You had to, you had to keep going. And then, um, so, you know, we, we met uh, here in LA and I'm actually sort of very interested in what you're doing out here because a lot of people would say that, um, you know, you, you can't invest, you can't make money in these, you know, really high uh, expensive markets like LA and San Francisco and New York, that sort of thing. But uh, I, I feel like you've found, found the way or found a way to do that. Um, so would you talk a little bit about kind of what, you know, sort of where you've gone with that? Uh, yeah, uh, so when we were looking for partners, we started networking with a, a ton of people. I mean, I probably did close to 60 Zoom calls in, in a matter of three weeks, um, just trying to find partners. And among the, the people that we talked to, we spoke to a couple of gentlemen who were doing deals here in LA. And at, at first, I, it, it was hard to understand because when you go, and I'm sure you know this, Jason, you go on bigger pockets, you go on those platforms, and everybody's always saying, don't invest in California, et cetera, et cetera, the laws, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. But these guys were doing some incredible numbers. And I looked at the underwriting and I, I told them, I need to see the properties. I, I have to see it. Is there any way for me to uh, go uh, to one of the sites? When I, as an agent, as soon as I pulled up, I, I everything connected, everything made sense. Why they get the high prices, why they're able to pay so much money for renovations and still make a, a tremendous difference. So long story short, I invested passively with them now we're working on a project in which we are taking smaller multifamily units, uh, maybe four, five, seven, and uh, changing title from a rental to residential. And we will be selling them as individual units via tenancy in common, which is a new concept. It's very popular in the, the Bay Area and uh, it's catching on here in LA, especially with the housing shortage. Uh, the, the city of LA is, is very friendly when it comes to that as well because it, they provide affordable housing without having to spend millions of dollars buying land and tearing property down. Yeah, yeah. So you're, it's not the same as a condo, right? It's it's a little bit of a different concept, but the the, the idea is that you're taking these, uh, you know, like you said, small apartment buildings and turning them into units that people can actually purchase instead exactly. of exactly exactly so it's it's not like a condo uh, uh transforming it into a condo would be a lot more complicated because you have to divide the lot in different parcels so let's for example we closed on one uh, this past week uh so let's just say uh four units they share the same parcel so each one of the owners is, is part owner of, of the of the line itself and they have a right to be in in in, in that particular area and the benefit is those properties are usually sold about 10% lower than the average condo. So to give you an idea, um, we looked at one that the comps were about 659 per square feet. And we are going, when we list ours, which will be fully renovated, we will list it at 550 per square feet. 
So for the buyer, uh, yes, there's some challenges with lending. It's a little bit more complicated, et cetera, et cetera. But now uh, you can live in an area where condos are selling for $600,000 and buy it for $495. And it will be fully renovated instead of buying something where you need to go and dump another 40 grand in renovations. So I think that the, you know, what listeners might think with that is, well, how, do, how can you do that, right? How can you do that <laughs> and still make money, right? And I know you told me the returns are good. So I, maybe you can kind of explain what the difference is between, you know, someone does a condo conversion versus what you're doing with tenant, tenant in common and why, why you're able to sell them then for $100, $150 a square foot less than uh, it would be as a condo. Well, in this market, I mean, there's a lot of properties that are very run down and uh, uh, they need a lot of work. Uh, so because they need a lot of work, uh, the, the sellers are selling them at, at reasonable prices. I know it sounds crazy because you look at anything that's listed in, in LA, you think everything's extremely high. But when you do comparables and you, let's say if it's four, a four unit, uh, a fourplex, and you pull comps and you see individual condos the same size selling for let's say four hundred thousand dollars or uh, then now all of a sudden that purchase price of 950 doesn't seem as high then it makes the, the numbers work so it's all about finding the, the right property and it has to be in the right area because you have to find the right buyer but there's there's a significant upside and this is something that you're going to see a, a lot more i mean I, I attended a, a, a webinar from a gentleman that's doing this in West Hollywood. And I mean, it's, this, this gentleman is doing some ridiculous numbers. It's, it's, it's crazy. And the best part is that it's, it's here. It's in LA. LA, uh, yes, we do have a lot of challenges, but there's still such a crazy demand for housing. Yeah. And there's still people that are moving here. The, the weather's still going to be the same. I mean, people still want to be here. And uh, because of that, I, I think this is a, a great place to invest, regardless of the challenges. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think this, this mass exodus from California is probably a little bit overstated uh, for I those of so us too. living here and seeing, <laughs> seeing just well, how many people are still here and the, the demand for housing and the, the, the way that that's driving prices up uh, incredibly, on, especially from a, from a single family um, residential side of things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And as an agent, I mean, I've represented clients in which we offer $60,000 above appraised value and we still get crushed. So that, that just tells you that the demand is, is, is very high. Yes, there's a big exodus. There's a lot of people leaving, but at the same time, there's a lot of people coming, uh, coming back here. And, and the demand is just is, is very high. And what I've found is that people like to invest, people who live here, they like to invest in LA. I've actually met, uh, uh, met a few people that have told me that I have been thinking about investing, but have said I will never invest out of state because I want my money to be here because I, I want to be able to drive it. I want to show my children, my family, what I'm doing. So it, it, there's there's a sense of pride when you live uh, here and you can invest here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've, I've been uh, myself looking for ways to do it, you know, here locally. And so I think it, you know, your, your um, model seems like a fantastic one. Uh, you know, I've, I've looked at stuff all the time. So I, I, it's, it's different, but it's not bad. It's not bad to invest here. You may not get the cash flow that you would get in say the Southeast or the Midwest, but the appreciation is going to be, you know, 
dramatically more than than a lot of those other markets. So oh, yes. uh, if you're able to, you know, kind of ride it out for a little bit, it'll be it'll be well worth it. I I, I totally agree. Um, all right. Well, Mauricio, let's maybe get to the section where I have a handful of questions that I like to ask every everybody. Um, and the first one has to do with uh, the title of the show, which is Know Your Why. And so if you could maybe tell us what, what's your why, what, what really pushes you to succeed? I, I feel as though you've touched on it some, but, but yeah, I'd really love to hear you kind of, kind of break it down and go into detail. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like most people, it starts with, with time. It's just wanting to have time and wanting to have some type of stability. But in our case, it changed from, from time to now we have our daughter and we want to be able to spend time with her. We want her to grow up and be able to do whatever she wants without having to worry about uh, uh, all the struggles that, that a lot of like millennials are having nowadays. Uh, we want her to, if she wants to do a certain job or career, we want her to, to know that financially she, she is being very supportive. And uh, it, honestly, it, it's just really family. I mean, at, at the end of the day, uh, uh, material stuff that's good and, but for us I mean at least for me it didn't really make a difference it's all about wanting to spend time with family I, I, I wanted my wife to to be with our daughter uh, I, I didn't want uh, daycare I mean I, I nothing against that I just didn't want it I just I just wanted uh, us to, to be together and and you know when you have struggles and when you keep getting beat with offers and all that stuff, I mean, you look back at your family, it's like, how can I take a rest? <laughs> There's no way I can sit, I mean, rest and, oh, maybe I'll try it again in eight months. I just can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's very motivating. You can see, you can see the, the importance of family behind me. That's, <laughs> that's what it's all about for me too. Yeah. It, and it's, it, you know, you, you see, <laughs> You see those faces looking back at you, and it's just, you know, you got to keep going. There's, there's no, there's no quit, and you're gonna make it work. So, uh, it is very powerful motivation. Um, tell me something about yourself that maybe isn't common knowledge. Uh, you know, a special skill, a hobby, anything um, that people might not know about you. Um, I would say, uh, I think most people don't know that I, I like comedy a lot. Um, I think a lot of people see me as someone too serious, but um, I, I really, really enjoyed comedy before uh, uh, the lockdown. I mean, my wife and I, we would even go to comedy shows uh, to stand up comedy with clients that, that I you know, met and became friends with. And uh, I, when days are stressful, just put some comedy shows and it just makes everything better. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, you find a good comedian, it, it, it will really brighten up your day. Who's your favorite? Uh, right now, I would say uh, probably Joe Coy because my wife is Filipino and we have a lot of clients that are Filipinos and we've, I've seen him at, at twice and the guy is hilarious and it's just, it's yeah. just funny. We, we really identify with him. Yeah, he is. He, I actually saw him as well uh, live. He's, he is very funny. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. It's, 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 uh, it's, it is a, a very good release to go to a comedy show. You know, a really good comedian will kind of make you forget what's oh, <laughs> what struggles you Yeah, you yeah. wake up with a great mood the next day. I mean, it's it, it's great. And, and uh, yeah, that's something I don't think I've ever shared this, but yeah, that's that's something that I guess is my guilty pleasure. 
Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one. Um, we'll put whatever you like in the show notes, but how would you like people to reach out to you um, if they'd like to, you know, get to know you better and, you know, hear more about what you're doing in real estate? Probably the easiest way would be uh, through our website, which is gracedoninvestmentgroup.com. Or I'm also very active on, on social media, mostly on Facebook and Instagram, just by typing my name, Arisa Roque. Um, I, I'm always on there or try to be always on there. And that's how I connect with a lot of my clients as well. Okay, awesome. And then final question, Mauricio, what can I do or the listeners, what can we do to help you reach the next level of success? Well, I would say uh, just reach out. Honestly, this uh, investment world, it's all about connecting with others. As you already know, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, One call doesn't necessarily mean that that person is someone you're going to do business with. It could be someone that you're encouraging each other. Um, I have people that, that have connected with me and I'm probably never going to do a deal with them because we're looking at different asset classes, but it's just great to have those conversations. So if you're like-minded, I think uh, uh, I would hope that you connect. Yeah, awesome, awesome. That sounds great. Um, well, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate having you on. I, I, I do really love hearing your story. I Obviously the family component resonates with me a lot, um, but yeah, I look, I look forward to seeing what's next for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And one last thing, uh, uh, Jason, I know um, you have mentioned it on your show before that people ask you, you're so busy and you have a a son. How are you having time to find something else to do? But but that's what pushes us, right? That's why we we do what we do. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, that's, that is literally why I started this podcast. Why, why I, I did not I never wanted to have a podcast. I'm not particularly comfortable on camera. I don't like listening to myself afterwards, but I know it's uh, an important part of networking, especially when it's with COVID, it's hard to go places. And it's, you know, my, my own mom asked, she's like, how do you have more time? I'm like, well, I don't, everybody has the same amount of time. It's just yeah. what you do with it. And like we, you know, like you said, like, like I, like I said, it's just, I see those little faces. We have we have two little faces now, and it's like there's no better motivator. I, I will do exactly. <laughs> I will do whatever it takes for them. So it's kind of uh, when you have that that strong why, and you have something that is, I mean, also it's very interesting, right? We you you enjoy it, and so it's just kind of that um, these conversations are a lot of fun, and and uh, I, I think I really I really love hearing what what other people have as their why and, and really kind of, you know, diving into what, what pushes them. So um, yeah, you just, you just make it work, right? Absolutely. You make it work no matter what. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Mauricio, thank you so much again for your time. Um, and I guess with that, we'll sign off. So have a good night, everyone. Thank you very much.